Hello guys, so today I'm going to be talking about nurses' stories that have happened in the hospitals. The first I'm going to be reading is, there are places in the hospitals that people refuse to go to alone. I do inter-facility transfers as an EMT, so I get to see all skilled facilities and hospitals in the state. Two places give me hair-raising, just bad negative juju creeps, abandoned schools of feeble-minded and the state's prison mental health facility that used to be a huge ward that massive outbreaks back in the day would happen. Third creepy place is old birthing hospitals that got turned into long-term facilities. The top floor is mostly padlocked off jokingly. I asked a nurse on the elevator if the building was haunted and she said as a matter of fact, she said yes, little kid shapes on the top floor and residents report elderly woman in dresses. She said there were areas of the building she refused to go without another person because it'd be that creepy. Next one I'm going to be reading is never open the door. In a morgue at a hospital, I would always hear knocking coming from inside the freezer. It really creeped me out, especially when the doctor looked up at me and grabbed me by the shoulders straight, looked me in my eye and said, you hear that? You never open the door when you hear them knocking. Never. It turned out to be some loose pipes. He thought it was hilarious. I didn't sleep that night at all. The next one I'm going to be reading is, They die within 72 hours of seeing her. I work in the LTC facility, and within lies the legend of a little girl many people have seen her. Few have survived to tell about it. Quite a few residents have asked me, Who's that little girl? And pointed to her. These people would be dead within 72 hours after seeing her. It turns out about 10 years ago, there was a fatal car crash in front of our LTC. The victim, a little girl about 10 years old. The next one I'm going to be reading is Maggie. A couple retired military captain and his wife, Margaret, sold their house to move to Florida. It just so happens that they sold their house to the state. The state was going to use the resident for um, mentally disabled teens. After closing, but before they moved, Margaret died in the house. The captain had moved because the house was already sold. Do you know where I'm going with this? Residents always referred to old lady that they always saw, and the nursing staff just referred to her as Maggie. Now, late at night when the residents were asleep, if the staff put the TV on more adult programming like Red Shoe Diaries, etc., the TV would turn off, and when turned back on, it would be on a different channel. There was this one nurse. I was like, the house was out to get her. She'd swear that the carpet had tripped me when the cupboards opened, knives would fall out, aimed at her. Turns out the nurse was eventually fired for abusing and stealing from the residents. Maggie takes care of her children in the hospital. Going on to the next one, she died, but they came back. I work as a CNA in a long-term care. We had one resident, Betty, who was totally independent. All ADLs were done on her own and she did fine on her own never had an incident the only time she wanted help was showers and the only time she wanted it was when people were around to make sure she didn't slip and fall betty came down with pneumonia and had to be hospitalized when she came back she was too weak to do things on her own but too stubborn to ask for help 
The last thing a CNA told her before going to bed was, if you want to get up, hit your call light and I'll come help you. Of course she didn't. Got rid of the bed alarm, climbed out of the bed and fell. Betty died from the fall. No one was moved into the bed seat, Betty's bed afterward. The following week, the call light came on for the room, went off that night. Thinking it was a resident in bed B, I walked down the room to see what she wanted. I walked into the room only to see the call light for bed B and A were off. The call light for bed C, Betty's unoccupied bed, was on. My eyes filled up with tears. I backed out of the room and made someone else turn the call light off. Going on to the next one I'm going to be reading, The Inspector. We have a gentleman that we call the inspector. He appears at the end of the long hall. Our wings are L-shaped. He carries a clipboard in his hand and he shows up at a resident, usually dies within the next couple of days. We also had a resident ring and tell us that there was a man standing into their roommate's bed and that we should tell him to leave. No men on nights. The roommate usually dies soon after that, and there's children, several residents that have reported children in the halls at night. There's children home behind us where children have been abused in the past and have passed away, so a lot of people end up seeing them. Going on to the next one. She said, Rex, and then I saw him. I was working a night shift job as an aide caring for a lady with terminal cancer. On the hospital at the home as I have for a few years, she was starting to slip and I woke her up, woke her family up, her two girls and a DA. We were all sitting around her and she was pretty quiet and peaceful. All of a sudden, she looked up towards the girl and said, Rex, Rex, you're here for me. I'm ready. They won't let me go. I saw a shadowy figure come into the room. It felt like the creepiest evil spirit I have ever felt. I'm not normally spooked by it, but I was glad when it came. It was time for me to go home. I turned to watch this spirit, and the family was looking at me. What are you looking at? The lady died later that day. A few months later, her daughter had been sick, just not well, not terminal, and they called my agency to see if I would come and stay with him, with her that night, for a few days until he was a little stronger. Two nights, all kinds of weird paranormal stuff in that house, voices in rooms, that rampy sound of people moving around with everyone was asleep, etc. I decided I didn't care how sick he was or how much the family liked me. I was not going to do another shift there. Because every time weird creepy stuff would happen and I would get caught in the crossfire every time I was there when the people asked. The next one I'm going to be reading is Willie. A couple of stories from the unit. In bed three, there was a homeless man called Willie who, thanks to modern medicine, was kept alive for, I believe, around three months. No family stopped to care to even see him. Willie eventually died, but PT, who are in bed three, will talk about their friend Willie who brought them a blanket or stopped by to talk. Bed three is at the end of the unit and has 
been the room before you go in. You can't see directly in bed three unless you're in the room or looking into the room on a monitor. One night with no PT in the bed, the monitor flips to the room and the body was seen lying over the side of the bed over the side rails kind of floating. The room was checked and no one was in there, but on the monitor, that's what we saw. Another night, a nurse who has worked in the unit a few years saw someone sitting in the chair behind the door in bed three, their legs crossed. She wondered since she had limited visiting hours how the family member got into the room. She went into the room and there was no one there. Needless to say, she was freaked out. There was also another PT who was a young woman in her 20s who contracted the facility's flesh-eating disease from one of her kids who had strep. She was in the unit a while and then eventually died. One of the nurses coming onto the next shift wanted to know why PT was standing on the back side of her unit with her twin daughters holding their hands, wondering how she made such, made such miraculous recovery. She was informed the PT had died earlier that day. Thank you guys for listening. That's going to be it for this and can't wait to do another one. Hope you guys enjoyed and thank you for listening.